Hey, JJ here with the Art of Values, episode number 70. So today, we're going to have just a quick look at the market. What happened? We had a green day today. We've been having green, red, green, red, green, red. Uh, and uh, But the trend has def- most definitely been down, definitely down. The But the S&P 500 uh, last session was 0.95 up. The Dow managed 0.6, the NASDAQ managed 1.51, and the Russell 1.95. So the NASDAQ and the Russell 2000 small cap stocks were uh, sort of strongly up after deep red day yesterday. But after hours wasn't such a great story, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. What happened and what might be happening tomorrow, I don't know. Also, you can't predict, but we can see what happened. So today we had... A snap after the terrible 43% drop yesterday, re- recovered 10, 10.71% a little bit. Spotify was up 5.11, like to see that. Square, 2.73. Square block, PayPal up 1.7. Coin, 9.47 up. So there's just a, you know, just a sample of what, of what went on. Shopify, 2.55 up. Um, and even ARC up 4.64%. And uh, the interestingly, the uh, meme stocks, GameStop up 29%, AMC up 14 big jump there. I don't know what happened there. I've been following that. Not sure the reason for that, if there was any. Uh, and so Tesla up 4.88 after being down significantly to 50, 50% down territory. Netflix up 4.5, 4.15, Amazon 2.57. These are big, the big dogs. Google down 0.08, Microsoft up 1, and Apple just 0.1. So that was the kind of uh, overview of what kind of happened in the last session. But after hours, we see NVIDIA down 6.82 after reporting. And after being up 5% today, now down 6.82. That's just when I took the screenshot. Not sure if it's gone down or less anymore. Now, and Snowflake, NVIDIA and, and Snowflake, Snowflake down 14% after reporting. And so in the bigger picture, over uh, the drop in NVIDIA, NVIDIA is down 48.54%. This is before the drop. And Snowflake down 66%. And I do believe it's down below the IPO price where Berkshire Hathaway bought it uh, before, pre-IPO, I believe, and uh, it definitely wasn't Warren Buffett buying that, not knowing uh, about much about technology or not, not in his uh, not in his area of competence, at circle of competence at all. So it would have been Ted, Ted or Todd from Berkshire. So interestingly, so far, Micron Technology, which I it's one of my stocks, one of my companies, uh, which has done well for me, it's uh, def- definitely in the green, even through this tech route. And uh, so it's down only 1% after hours, so not affecting Micron too much and so far. And, but Micron's down, and Micron's down 30% from the peak, which isn't too bad considering what's been going on either. So what happened? I mean, I don't even, I don't really know. I'm just looking at this for the, I grabbed a bunch of headlines and articles and I'm just going to have a look, see, try and work out what's going on here. Obviously, probably something to do with the macro environment. I saw a headline to do with that and affecting the company's uh, earnings. So Snowflake, 
Stock slides after earnings as company says macro issues are impacting some customer activity. So again, this is why Snap dropped 43% because they said the macro environment was hurting them uh, more than expected and faster than expected and that affected the whole market. So will that happen again tomorrow? Snowflake saying that Snowflake slides after earnings as company says macro issues are impacting some customer activity. While some customers are consuming more than expected, others were more cautious due to macro factors in the last quarter. Shares of Snowflake tumbled in after hours trading Wednesday after the company delivered a forecast for the current quarter that came in below expectations at the midpoint and acknowledged that some customers have consumed less than expected due to macroeconomic factors. So are we going to get more macro warnings of companies coming out over the week, coming weeks and months in the market sort of uh, adjusting uh, according to that? The company, here we go again, the, the company posted a fiscal first quarter net loss of 166 million or 53 cents a share, whereas it recorded a loss of 203 million or 70 cents a share in the prior quarter. All right, analysts tracked by fact set had been expecting the company to lose 52, a share, 52 cents a share on a gap basis. Revenue climbed 422 million from 229 million a year the year before, so climbing revenue. While analysts had been expecting 414 million, so beating on revenue, the company reported 394 million in product revenue, whereas analysts were expecting 389. So a bit of a beat there. The company noted that while some customers showed greater consumption than expected in the in the latest quarter. Others, such as consumer-facing cloud businesses, faced macroeconomic challenges that affected their consumption. Although these customers, this is a quote, although these customers are still growing, we believe as long as they are impacted by macroeconomic headwinds, their consumption will be impacted, Chief Financial Officer said. Snowflake shares slide despite earnings beat is another headline following falling below 2020 IPO price, which was $120 in September 2020. So it's not, you know, it's not that old of a company. It's IPO'd in September 2020, which was leading up to the peak of what I think was the innovation company stock. Boom. The stock peaked about 400, 400 down to 120. Okay. There was massive FOMO, I remember. Absolutely massive FOMO, partly to do with uh, a lot of investors buying into the IPO, including Berkshire Hathaway. It's always going to put the price up. Um, NVIDIA stock falls on weak outlook. It's another disappointment for tech. So now we turn to NVIDIA. NVIDIA shares are trading lower in late Wednesday trading after the chip maker provided a softer than expected outlook for its July quarter. The company cited the impact of both reduced business in Russia and COVID-related manufacturing shutdowns in China. Uh, the company has announced the halt, uh, the halt of all product sales in Russia. Meanwhile, issues involving COVID-related manufacturing shutdowns in China are consistent with with recent reports from other companies, including Cisco, Cisco Systems and Apple, and also Tesla, of course. NVIDIA review, revenue forecast letdown sends AMD chip makers lower, so it's going to affect the other chip makers tomorrow. 
Um, technology companies were among stocks that fell more than 2% in the post-market, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Chinese supply chain problems, war in Ukraine, other decliners included Micron Technology, but not too much, I just saw that, and Western Digital. The shares of chip makers have been plummeting, have been pummeled this year amid soaring interest rates and concerns about slowing economic growth that could threaten to leave semiconductor companies saddled with excess inventories. Okay, so we've gone from a chip shortage to excess inventories. The Philadelphia Stock Exchange Semiconductor Index is down 27% this year compared to 17% decline for the S&P 500. So, uh, also graphics chipmaker NVIDIA, NVIDIA uh, beats first quarter targets but guides low on sales. Another headline. All right. So, we're getting the picture here. It's uh, NVIDIA stock drops after report. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Data center business. Both top Wall Street estimates in the first quarter. Gaming chip. Sales jumped 31% year over year. Data center revenue soared 83%. We delivered record results in the data center and gaming against the backdrop of a challenging macro environment. And, uh, NVIDIA is gearing up for a wave of new products in the second half of the year. Our new chips and systems will greatly advance AI graphics, blah, blah, blah. Omniverse self-driving cars and robotics. All right, so that's uh, that's about the size of it. Macroeconomic conditions are effect starting to they say more and more companies are starting to say that it's affecting supply chain and macroeconomic conditions. Obviously, I mean not obviously, but I think the market's kind of maybe pricing in a recession, and we're starting to see this from uh, when companies are reporting uh, they're uh, you know talking about how it's affecting them more and more reporting this time snapping one yesterday and apple apple was has not yet so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with apple um this is one speaking of apple this is there was a podcast by william green who wrote he's written a good book but he's doing podcasts now and i think the book's called richer wiser happier was that is that what it was called but this is from Bill Miller interview. So Brad Kellner, Stop Compound, you might know his videos on YouTube, YouTube versus Value Investor. And uh, he's obviously been, he probably got going to do a podcast about it, but he's been through the, the interview, really good long interview with Bill Miller, who famously bought, well, his two biggest investments right now are Amazon and Bitcoin. So, but, you know, supposedly a, a kind of value investor. And so, and he thinks that Buffett's wrong on Bitcoin. But there's another story about Amazon. What he said in the interview that Brad has quoted here, if I didn't own Amazon, I would absolutely buy it here. It, I would probably put 20% on Amazon if I were building a portfolio today, maybe 10% in Facebook, Baba, and Google. I think Microsoft and Apple are expensive. So is Apple expensive? We've got... You know, we've got uh, uh, Buffett, Berkshire and Big and buying a little bit more. But, you know, Buffett's not known for selling, like, even when things are in a bubble like Coca-Cola. He said he did regret that, but, you know, Amazon's a big part of their portfolio and they're not really selling big chunks of it at the moment. But Bill Miller thinks Apple's expensive. And, I, I mean, optically it is because 
you know, when Buffett was buying it first, it, the, the PE was way low. It was like 12, 11 around there, and now it's put it in the 30s. So, you know, I'm going to be buying Apple. But the other thing is, you know, for him to say he's building a portfolio, I mean, this, these, this would make up about uh, 20, uh, 30, 40, 50% of the portfolio. So if you look at, uh, I, I did a video the other day looking at uh, Miller Value Partners, and they have they have a lot of small companies, so they, they would be looking for the next Amazon as well as buying these kind of supposedly safer mega, mega caps. Um, so, you know, wanting growth, he bought Amazon very early and just held it and added to it even through the 95% drawdown in the early 2000s and uh, withstood the crit- criticism, especially from value investors. I know Bruce Greenwell from Columbia Business School was criticized. Uh, he had a big short on Amazon for a long time and lost a lot of money. Uh, but, you know, Bill Miller lost money in the global financial crisis as well, but, you know, came back over the last 10 years, of, more than 10 years of uh, bull market. Uh, so yeah, it's a great interview anyway. I would recommend listening to that. And uh, but William Ewing's great. He replied to me when I said great interview. He wrote, replied to me on Twitter. Great interview. I said covers a lot of ground and at a very interesting time because he talks about the tech drawdown, the big drawdown, and what's happening in the markets. And and uh, you know Miller's been through the ringer, been through it all, all over decades. So he's got an interesting perspective on what's happening now. And William Green's a, a nice guy, and uh, you know. Very, he's been interviewing these great investors for a long time, so I would recommend it. In the book, Richard Wiser Happy are really good too. Uh, and that's all I have for you today. So join me on the Art of Value Twitter. We can talk about these things and uh, and many other things. And on if you want to catch us on video, it's only on YouTube and Spotify video and audio everywhere else you listen to podcasts. All right, see you next time.